Welcome to another episode of Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today's guest is actor Gage Bannister, who appeared in the long-running hit series Law & Order Special Victims Unit and the feature film Being Frank, opposite Jim Gaffigan. Gage, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, thank you, man, for having me. So, uh, firstly, how are you doing uh, in the midst of all of this insanity going on? Uh, you know, it's pretty crazy, but right when the when New York shut down, I was on the flight the day before. So really? I got out of there. I completely missed uh, sitting in the apartment. I was able to go to my house in Alabama where we have parks and, you know, the, the beach and was able to social distance and just, uh, you know, hang out there for a few months. Yeah. And then, yeah, I flew back in, I think sometime in August. And I've been in New York since, so it's pretty cool. Uh, something crazy happened, man. In March 8th, I auditioned for a role on a self-tape. Hmm. Completely forgot about it. That's it. It's, it's over. I get back to New York, and then some random day I get a call from my agent that says I'm pinned for this role. And I had completely forgot <laughs> about the role. And, you know, a few weeks go by, and I book it. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, you know, get, get some work here. Like, I don't know, I probably shot it a, a month ago, the beginning of November or sometime mm -hmm. in October. And it was really cool to be on set and see how the practical steps that everyone takes, you yeah. know, it was Netflix and everyone's so like wear masters, yellow zone, green zone, red zone. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah. Have yeah. you experienced that? Um, I haven't booked anything this year, unfortunately, but um, I did do some stand-in work on a couple different things just to sort of, also similarly, I was curious as to how things would go and, you know, how to get the COVID test and uh, yeah, just seeing how everything is sort of adapted to all of these new standards that SAG has set and that the the city and the state have set. Um, it's cool, right? It's cool. It's so weird. It's kind of like <laughs> dystopian. It's like <laughs> this weird, all you know, everyone's like, constantly in protective gear trying to socially distance as best as they can and uh, yeah i feel so fragile like they, they put me in a mask <laughs> and like i feel like if anything touches me i'm gonna yeah. get sick you know coddled <laughs> yeah it's um so pre-covid how are things going for you i mean you know uh, it's funny before i even reached out i'd seen your episode of law and order when it aired because i knew a couple of people that worked on it and it was like the big 400th episode and whatnot but uh and you've yeah. booked quite a bit since then, but like, you know, how have things been going for you um, pre-COVID and sort of how have things changed uh, amongst all of the, everything going on? Man, they were doing so good pre-COVID. Um, a, a quick story of the law and order thing. I moved from Alabama to come to New York and I was like super excited because I, I had lived in LA for, for six months back home in Alabama, LA didn't, didn't work out for me. Yeah. And I decided to uh, go to New York because that's where I've, uh, where I was tipped to, to going. So anyway, I, I get in New York and my first class I take is with Anthony Abeson and it's the second day I'm in New York. And I had a massive problem and that was auditioning. Like I, I could act fine, but as soon as I walk in a room, I get so nervous. Yeah. And I was always like, shaky or just sweaty or breathing heavy and i'm like what is going on and every single coach i had was telling me that you're just green you haven't been doing it long enough uh you need to like take 10 deep breaths or align your chakras or some crazy things yeah and none of it worked 
And then I asked this coach, Anthony Abson, and he gave me a practical step that was to sum it up as basic as possible is, yeah, the audition starts when you go to the audition and, you know, just think character thoughts and be the character, you know, not gauge trying to whatever, which is, you know, makes sense now. But then it was a revelation. And dude, my first week in New York, I get sent on the Law and Order audition. Yeah. And I go in with Anthony's tip that he'd given me about character thoughts. And dude, I booked it. <laughs> uh, I got a callback and the callback was with Mariska. Yeah. She was the director of that episode and she was in the room along with 40 people in there. I've never seen so many people in a room and I wasn't nervous at all. And it was so liberating. And after that, I really felt that I had a career in front of me, like for real, I know how to do this and I'm not nervous anymore. And, you know, I'm around good actors, good friends, good coaches, mentors, and everything was going great. Uh, It's slow progress, but it was, you know, every audition and every time I'm in a room gets better and better. And pre-COVID, it was amazing. It was on the uptrend. And then all of a sudden the shutdown just silenced everything. It yeah. was so weird. So yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to pick up right in that momentum as, you know, things start to pick up again. Yeah. I mean, you what know, about it's, you? do you, you feel like you lost that momentum too or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it was um, right before, not right before, but um, late November was the last episode I did of a recurring role. Um, on a show on NBC called Blind Spot, and yeah, that shot. In no- I got to check those episodes out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's one of those. It's a blink and you'll miss them. But it's multiple episodes. I'm very blessed. Um, that show was very good to me. Um, but it was so the last episode we did was the series finale. So it was like seeing everyone that had ever. It, it kind of felt like a weird Avengers moment where it's like every face is there. They brought back every past guest star just for like cameos you know like one of the main characters is like hallucinating and she's like going crazy there's like chemicals flooding her brain or whatever so she's hallucinating seeing all of these former guest stars some dead some alive and you know uh in the middle of times square because we filmed the finale in times square Uh, oh man but you know and those episodes didn't air until months into covid they didn't air until uh june and july so it was kind of weird like wow that's what it was like to be on a set back then and you know, seeing people without masks in very close proximity makes you a little uneasier. Like, why are they? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's weird when you watch a TV show now or a movie and it's, you know, people in the supermarket or like a whole bunch of extras gathered around. Yeah. It's like, whoa, it takes you a second. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is, you know, that's what life was normal. before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I've also been very fortunate during COVID to also, um, you know, book a, a pretty great manager and they've been um sending me out on or sending me out self-taping in front of this wall uh (laughs) but do you find are you better in the audition room or do you like self-taping now that that's kind of like the new normal i like self-taping because i I mean it's fine it's nothing different i have complete control over and if i do something dumb i can you know no one ever sees that but i really like walking in the room and just the presence you know the presence in the room is just different than a self-tape it it's strange i mean i've had one zoom audition 
And I thought that was really fun because I set up my environment exactly, um, you know, like my room exactly as the scene. Yeah. And I was just playing with it and having fun. And the casting director was super complimentary. So I'm hoping to get more Zoom auditions rather than self-tapes. But either one, it's, it's great. I mean, it's fine. It works. And, you know, it's crazy because I don't think I have to be in NYC right now. Hmm. Yeah, my lease ended the end of November and I moved to New York to audition. So when it came up for me to renew, my girlfriend and I, we lived together, we decided that it's best to not Hmm. and to save money. And hopefully that won't be a bad idea. And as soon as auditions are back, you know, just move back to the city. That's what the plan is and hoping, you know, it goes that way. It just makes sense. Yeah, of course. Uh, financially, I mean, that's, you know, that's been a very big sort of uh, struggle for a lot of people is sort of, you know, even if you had like a secure job before in the restaurant business or bartending, it's like, well, all of that's at like one third yeah. of how busy it used to be or half or, or even worse. Um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I work at a gym, so I it's those have been open since September. So we've been okay. But um, that's great. That's one of my many side jobs. <laughs> Yeah, uh but uh but yeah i mean i've I've just stuck in new york because i mean i'm from connecticut i'm like an hour and a half from from the city anyway or where my okay, family great. is um and similarly to you basically the day that um they announced that like gyms were closing all everything's shutting down went to jersey to to be with my boyfriend yeah. and his family for a week and then went straight to connecticut spent several months with my family which was great because i hadn't seen them in a while and um but yeah, eventually late July, early August moved back and wanted to sort of just start, you know, get used to being here again and get used to what the changes were. And um, yeah, it's, it's a weird time. It's so strange. Like there's no, as if there was ever a traditional route to be an actor, there definitely isn't one now. <laughs> if there was like a bare bones structure, yeah. cause you know, it's like, you know, get your training and then, you know, have you need to have your resume, your headshot, you got to move to a major market, you got to get your reps. And now it's like, well, you don't have to move. I booked my, yeah. my manager over Zoom, over a Zoom conference, and then yeah. met them in person once well, during I, all this, you know, it's. I'm, I moved to New York. I, I paid so much for headshots and I don't, I think I've only given out like maybe five my entire time I've been in New York because they don't, no one wants them. Right. So it's like everything's, they're like, oh, we get it online. It's like, okay. Well, right. I'm trying hard to anticipate what will happen and just, you know, be on the curve or right ahead of the curve. I just don't want to get caught with my pants down. You know, if I'm yeah. in Alabama and then the quarantine thing comes back and it's, you know, and I, I, I book something in New York, but I can't film it, film it because you know, of the rules. So it, it's tricky to navigate and, you know, also being safe at the same time. Right. Yeah. And it's um because all of like the restrictions and all that stuff that's sort of, that's very heavily affecting our industry, they're changing at such a moment's notice. It's like a Wednesday and they announced starting Friday, you have to quarantine for 10 days instead of 14. So now all of these casting directors are like, Oh God, now we have to check where all of these people are. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so much, it's so weird getting, you know, getting auditions or, 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 you know, if you get pinned for something, they'll be like, okay, great. Where are you based right now? <laughs> Will you be there in 14 days? So we don't have to quarantine you because you've been out of the, you know, on the advisory list or whatever. It's, 
It's very, exactly. very strange. Yeah, I, I had a casting director tell me to, you know, stay in New York until the week of the 18th because things are just filming right up to the last minute. Like New York's on track to, you know, still producing the, all these shows, even though it's not reflected in my auditions at all, but just in case. Yeah. Um, so I'm just really trying to prolong going back to Alabama, like the most you know, one of the infected states, I don't want to get there. And then a casting director seems like, Oh my God, like you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, you know, so much is up in the air. And again, you know, this, this, this career path is already filled with so much guesswork and uncertainty. And it's like, Hey, let's add all of this other stuff. You guys weren't stressed enough before. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. But this is a cool thing you're doing, man. This uh, podcast. You know? I yeah, mean, it is... started during the during the pandemic. I finally had the time to do it during the pandemic. That's all we had on our hands. And you know, it's it's cool to have to figure out how to do them remotely. Cause um mm -hmm. at first it was gonna be like, you know, look for a studio space or have guests, you know, come to the studio and we'll like record it or whatever. But now it's just like, nope, we'll do it over Zoom or do it over whatever recording app and, and be able to sort of in a way check in with people and have them share their stories and their experiences. And it's always been something that I really liked doing. Um, one of my other side jobs was as a writer for this online publication. I would occasionally get to interview people, but it's always for like those quick sound bites. You need those, like that mm -hmm. one quote for your article. So it's always like a five minute interview, but I'm like, wait, I want to get to like the nitty gritty. I want to see like where you got started and yeah. all that stuff. Not just like, give me like some clickbait quote. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> for, yeah. The long form stuff is really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so thank you for, for coming on the show. We haven't met before. We haven't worked or anything. It's what well, you're one of the many cases that I've, um, just slid into DMS and just be like, Hey, I've got a show. Uh, do you want to chat? Yeah. I'm glad you did. This is cool. <laughs> uh, so I want to go back uh, a little bit in to, to sort of the beginning of your, of your, um, of your journey as corny as that may sound, but, um, how did you get started with, with acting? Why did you sort of make that sort of big possibly stressful decision to like I want to be uh, a working actor so I've have really loved and been obsessed with watching movies as a kid and I never even thought about doing it until one day in high school it was my senior year uh and it was early senior year and everyone was we were in art and everyone was around the table talking about if they could have their, you know, dream job because everyone has college on their mind. It's getting excited. And everyone like went around the table and said like what they would like to do. And then it came to me and without even thinking, I just said, I want to be an actor. And someone from across the table that was honestly not cool to me at all. He wasn't my friend. I didn't like this dude. <laughs> and he was kind of a bully, kind of a jerk for real growing up and then across from me like super cool he goes hey well why don't you just do it <laughs> and it hit me and i was like uh he's like no i like i'm serious if anyone can do that like you like why not go for it and he wasn't saying it sarcastically he wasn't being like a dick about it so that really hit and resonated and i thought of it and then that day in school i looked up acting classes that were around me i'm i'm in Orange Beach, Alabama, and the closest city is Mobile, Alabama. Hmm. And there's a guy named Gary Grubbs that's an 
been acting forever and he's a writer producer and he puts on these classes because he really likes actors so i had my mom drive me after school because she didn't want me driving over there by myself and you know did my first acting class he gave me a scene and you know i performed it and i got such a rush that i like left right after like class was halfway through and i was like, hey thank you i, I gotta go <laughs> and i went into my mom's car and she was relieved she was like all right i'm glad this is done and I, I'm like, mom, this yep. is awesome. This is what I want to do. And she's like, oh, no. That's so funny. And yeah, I've been taking this class and then, you know, took the chance, moved to L.A. and now New York. And that's what's been best for me. And I couldn't imagine, you know, staying in school and, and doing that. It just wasn't for me, man. Uh, you mentioned in, in, you know, in the questions I sent over, you were originally a biosystems engineering major. Yeah. So when i was i got with a agency in atlanta and new orleans someone that would take anyone right like they they're a numbers one and they have some good people don't get me wrong but they you know anyone that would walk in i'm they would take i i think and they would send me these auditions and i would you know audition never like 50 auditions nothing happens and then i I'm like, okay, well, I have scholarships, like my grades are good, so I'm going to go to Auburn. I get there and I hate it, man. I'm like depressed and I've never like felt that before and it was so weird, but I realized I was spending more time on these auditions I would get than my schoolwork. Like I would just read scripts and, you know, go over it and try to perfect it. I took an acting class that was in Atlanta, so I would drive four hours round trip from Auburn to Atlanta to take an acting class like two days of the week. And school was really taking the backseat because I was the the more school would consume me, the more I would push into acting yeah. to just to fight it. Finally, I I booked the role in New Orleans. It was a small one liner. Is Disney's Invisible Sister? I'm in the first like two minutes where I'm this you know, set the tone for the film. I'm a bully. I say one sentence making, making fun of the, of the lead. And I like took off from class. It shot on a Thursday. I just skipped class. I drove to New Orleans and filmed and then back, drove back. And then I just knew that, you know, I, I not doing Auburn again, my sophomore year, I'd just have to do this full time and just go for it. You know, it's funny how, often i've heard and i mean the same exact thing pertains to me school was never for me yeah it really were you good at school too (sighs) you seem like you're good at school that's why i asked i mean growing up i was i mean i remember my mom getting so frustrated because like i'm really good at retaining information which as an actor is very helpful like i'm able to memorize scripts and having done theater it's you know you have these two-hour show to get in your brain yeah. But I was never, it was never my thing. I never liked homework. I never liked um, really working with other people. I was the guy that would like take over the project. If it was a team thing. I'd be like, all right, guys. So here's what we're doing. Like that. I was never someone to really like want to collaborate with people a lot. And I, it, school just wasn't really for me. I remember uh, I went to school to, to college for theater and like all of my theater classes was doing great. But then when it came to like math, all my general studies classes, horrible. Just <laughs> English was fine. History was okay. But then like math and science, not my thing. And 
Yeah, it just gotcha. wasn't for me. I feel like I, we hear that a lot. The artists, it's like they thrive in their field and the classes that have to do with the major, but everything else are just like disinterested. And yeah, similarly, it, it just wasn't for, wasn't for me. Yeah, I understand. Uh, my thing, I was interested. I really liked math and science. Hmm. Like I thought that was amazing. And I, um, you know, had really great grades in those classes. Um, but I just kept going back to acting. Like if I had to test the next day or whatever, I would focus on whatever my audition that was in a few days, you know, just because yeah. that was way more, um, it just pulled me Yeah. and I let it. Did you ever have sort of like a, a fear of, of committing to it? Because, you know, like we know, we hear from everyone. It's, it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And that it's not, there's no linear path. You know, it's not like with other traditional jobs. It's okay, you're at the office for a year and you can get a promotion and whatnot, but there's not that same security with acting. So did, was that ever sort of in the back of your mind? Sort of, but I really do trust the process and wherever I end up, like I'm always fine. You know, I'm fine at the end of the night. So yeah, this is a path that's so different. It's not secure. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing else I would rather do. And the pursuit of it in itself is so satisfying. You know, you're taking the leap of faith, corny as it sounds. You know, is there anything in particular that sort of keeps you motivated or keeps you driven? Nothing that I don't have any control over. Like, I, I don't have control of the parts that are out there that I can audition for. But just the, I don't know, it's just a feeling. Like, I just feel like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And that's what it is for me. I can tell you something that was so satisfying for me that was a job I worked on, I think, it, yeah, last year, last March in 2019, that really showed me that I was, you know, in the right place and doing the right thing. Um, all right, I'm going to start this off. I love The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, right? He's my favorite entertainer. Huh. And I'm a cornball, right? Like I have those vision boards and, you know, I write stuff in my, in my manifestation yeah. journal and everything like Love. that. But I threw him up on my vision board and I wake up to every morning and I see it. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, my, my, my crafts. And I got an audition for Ballers the last season and it was, uh, my agency knows that I like him. And the scene was with him and it was not a big role. It was one of the smallest roles I believe I've, I uh, have auditioned for. But I just saw it was the last time to work for him on this project. And I was like, okay. So I auditioned for it and right away, you know, when we submitted, I just felt like I had it which was so just a, a feeling that's really hard. You understand, but it's really hard to explain. Yeah. And sure enough, I got the call that I booked it beside myself. It was, <laughs> I lost money on it because it was LA local hire and I had to pay for airfare, airfare right. and everything. Had and you were aware at the time you were in New York at that point? Totally. I knew I was like, man, it's about to cost me some money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But dude, the Ubers in LA are expensive. Yeah. So I get on set and 
every everything i've never seen anyone's time more valuable on set everything was set up i met the director all the uh, the background actors are there everything's set up there talking about how they can break down the cameras to help his uh his time Dwayne's time and then you know we're all on set we're ready to go and then he rolls up in his truck and he comes out and you know the director's like hey this is who you're acting with you know shake his hand hi how are you and then immediately he sees like what he has to do the steps the you know blocked out and then no rehearsal nothing it's just action and we go about three takes and then afterward i i you know get to talk to him and i let him know that my dad was a wrestler and back in the day they used to wrestle together and no they were way really back in the day yeah so my dad was a professional wrestler as the rock was coming up uh-huh. and you know my dad had was telling me stories of things that i could you know talk to him about and sure enough before i was even telling him the stories my dad told me he was telling me the same stories from his perspective yeah so it was so special and so cool and so amazing and just you know to really like bond on set was was so cool yeah. and just that you know because i i like this guy like i look up to him and now i'm i get although a very small role you know i got to work with him which was really cool did he give you any advice he didn't give me any advice but i don't i don't think i asked for any advice from him yeah no i was just just talking shop to him but i i will tell you this you know you follow him on instagram you see all his videos on instagram yeah, yeah. dude at the end of it, he goes, hey, let's, uh, do you mind if we, you know, it was nice to meet you. Do you mind if we take a video, you know, for the fans? Because this is such a crazy thing. And I'm like, yeah, man, like, <laughs> yeah, of course. So from his years of doing wrestling live every, you know, Monday night, he is on the ball. Like there's no redos with his takes. He right. just takes it and he starts talking. You know, all of a sudden there's like a guy with the camera and he's like talking to him and I'm, I'm here. And you know, it's like a minute speech about how cool it is that he, my dad was cool to him and now he has the chance to be cool to me. Yeah. And it comes full circle. And, yo, he never posted it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting on his phone right now. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know who has it. I was like, oh, man. That's but, so funny. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And special, too, you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love that. That's sort of like paying it forward. You know, your dad was, was, you know, paid it forward to him and then he got to do it right back sort of full circle. Um, and, you know, it's always really cool to hear and it's, then it becomes apparent. It's like, Oh, well, that's why he's had like, you know, the, the success that he's had speaking about you, uh, that you have like vision boards and your aunt's like manifest manifesting and all that stuff. That, that's been huge for me and, and very fortunate that yeah, pretty much right? anything that I've like, you know, I'm not a fan of like resolutions, but you know, before the year ends, I'm always like, okay, here's my career goals for the year for, for next year. Mm-hmm. 
I've been very fortunate that every single one over the past couple of years has like come to fruition. I didn't manifest yes. a pandemic. So nobody blame me for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone must've. Someone did. <laughs> Someone's like, I want a vacation. And then, well, <laughs> here you go. Five months, yeah. seven months, eight that's months. Right. Um, but you know, it's, I think that that's so important. And there've been a couple guests that I've had on the show in the past who are very, very big into that. And, just sort of like ooze positivity and, and, and all that. And I think that that's super important because, you know, as we've said, um, there's so much guesswork and rejection and all of that. You're going to go out for a hundred auditions. You might book one of them, you know, but you have to just learn to like, it's part of the process, you know, like, like you were saying, it's part of it and something we have to get used to. And, you know, we can't book everything. We're one of, I don't even know how, I don't even know what number exists out there of how many actors there are. And yeah. it's like, we know how many SAG members there are, but non-union and everyone trying to get in that door, it's like just easily millions, but it's like, you know, such a saturated sort of area, but we have to keep that positive mindset that we're, that it's just part of it. And we got to get used to it and accept it. And like, once we do, it becomes more like, almost be more like a regular job. Like our job is to mm-hmm. go audition. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, well, if you get it, amazing. If you don't, on to the next, because there will be yeah. another one. There will be a next one. And we can't take things personal. And that's yeah. where, you know, that's where a lot of people get stuck or they, you know, will quit right away before they even get started. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Um, yeah, I remember when I started acting and I would look at these people that were a few years ahead of me and they have credits and I'm like, dude, how the heck do you get credits? Like, I was just like, I want like that. I wanted to be in like their spot. And then, you know, then all of a sudden you look around and someone's saying that about you Mm. and it's like, Whoa, this is, this is something. Yeah. So there, uh, who said it, I think it was John Cena. Uh, I'm, it's funny. I don't watch wrestling, but I'm a big John, John Cena, Cena fan. <laughs> Whoa, man. This is a wrestling podcast now. <laughs> but he, uh, he's on a podcast. I'm a, I love listening to podcasts. And there was one about, um, called Barbell Shrugged. I don't know if it's around anymore, but it's about like, you know, the fitness industry and things like that. And he was a guest on the show. Cause I think they trained at the same gym or he just popped into the gym once he's like, dude, will you be in our podcast? Um, yeah, cool. and, and he did. And, and, you know, he was saying, and it's so funny to talk about this because it's like, it has more, way more to do with the fitness industry. But if you just like tweak a couple words, it's so relevant to, to entertainment in general. Cause he's an entertainer, just like the rock, you know, he does his movies, oh, yeah. he does all that stuff. Um, but he's basically saying, if you're the biggest guy in the room, you got to find another room. Otherwise you're going to stop wanting to improve. You know, no matter where you are in your career, you're very fortunate. Even if you haven't really booked anything, you're fortunate that you have the ability to pursue your passion. Even if you're working like two different minimum wage jobs to keep that passion alive, you know, it's, it's a very rewarding experience. Like you've, you know, we've all had these sort of like sparse bookings. None of us are booking monthly. And if you are, God bless you. Let me know how you're doing it. But, uh, but you know, it's just, it's something very important to keep in mind for sure is that um, sort of keeping that sense of humility and groundedness in a world full of fantasy and fiction and, and, and all that stuff. And 
I'm so fortunate to have found my group of people hmm. in New York, you know, that that are other actors that aren't, uh, you know, there's, there's some people that will come at you with like a jealousy or like envy or like, you know, secretly hate on your success or, mm. you know, you can see it in their like tone or voice or, or something's just not right. But like truly when, when some of the friends that are my type, when I see them in an audition room, I'm so happy to see them. And I hope that, you know, if this isn't going to me, it goes to them yeah. and, you know, we can all like, cheer each other on and you know help each other out and and that that's a really special thing to to have and i am lucky to have that yeah and i hope everyone you know at least has a few people like that yeah and and in a past interview i did um there's a uh an actor on on who has like a youtube channel um kurt Yu, and uh one of the questions i ask at the end of the show and like my rapid fire round is um in, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? And one of the biggest ones that I focus on is um, wherever you move, find your village. Um, yeah. That little support group of, of people that you can go and vent to about the crappy auditions and then go out and celebrate the bookings. And they're like your, they're like your little therapy group and, you know, people who can help with your self tapes, help you run lines and, you know, just that little community. And it's super important because in such a saturated uh, industry with so many people involved, you'll feel alone a lot. You'll go into your audition alone and leave alone. And, and you know, it's super important to, to, to sort of have that little community of support for the good and the bad times. And like you said, some people will um, not always want to celebrate your, your successes with you because there could be that sense of sort of jealousy or, and whatnot. And that's tough in, in any yeah, world. And that's in everything too. And it's, yeah. yeah, that is, it's sad. There's enough, there's enough for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if it, and like you said, if it's, if it's not, you know, it's like, if I don't book this, I hope it goes to you. Someone who I know like has busted their ass and, and really worked hard to, to get that. It's, you know, again, super important to, to have all, to have all that. Yeah. And also I'll say this real quick when, how we were talking about the manifestation and stuff, when you hate on someone for succeeding, yo, the universe takes that in and (laughs) thinks that you hate success. And it won't give it to Whoa. you. That's, I know. I Whoa. know. Holy crap. That's what I'm saying. You heard it here. Jeez. You guys heard it here. <sighs> wow. I've never, ever. Holy crap. My mind is blown. I got to take a break. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, with one of my past guests, TJ Christian, he worked on the show, The Resident. He was recurring on that show. Um mm-hmm. He's very, he reminds me of Jay Shetty. He's very much like into manifesting and positivity. We talk about the law of attraction and how all the energy you put out into the universe is going to come right back. So Mm -hmm. like you said, uh, I mean, mind you, me and him even talked about the the title of the show recently. He's like, actually with this shoes, he's like, you should think of something more positive. (laughs) He's like, you're manifesting. We've all got problems. Like, well, we do. Um, But geez. Yeah. yeah. He, He talked about something similar, but gosh, that, perspective of you know the universe saying like oh they hate success just uh, broadly they hate oh god yeah uh i just i think words are powerful and everyone it's good to watch what you say and it's you know i love joking and stuff like that but i find if i 
joke a lot of with like self-deprecating humor hmm. like oh like something's like, oh i hate i hate my life you know that that's like a funny thing to say and but if you do that a lot you 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 don't feel so good after a while yeah you're like, almost really. like speaking it into existence and that's something that um my, even the non-actors in, in my life, I have to remind them, you know, they say it nonchalantly and probably don't mean it, but it's like, come on, man, you got to stop saying that. Like you're, you're, you're speaking that out into the universe. And, you know, if you say it so much, mm-hmm. it becomes the ground autopilot. You're just like, hate my life, hate my life. And it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people have you heard of? Yeah. God, I hate this industry. God, I hate Hollywood. It's like, do you? Yeah. I don't want to be around those people. Nah. I'll, I, no. Cause then, like you said, it that's the, you're you're attracting that energy to come back to you, and it's so, God, that can be so like demoralizing. Is that the right word? But you know, it just really sort of bogs you down. And like we we like we, I feel like I've said, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so before we wrap up, I just wanted to um, go back a little bit to uh, we didn't talk about um, the the film you were in, being Frank. Um, which had another title because I feel like I saw something about it when it first came out and it had a yes it was you can choose your family and then it switched to being frank I love yeah, that first I title <laughs> yeah it was good but it was long you know a long <laughs> title yeah didn't didn't roll off the tongue so Jim's great love that guy yeah. uh funny Logan Miller too we booked it it filmed in upstate New York and that was the first film that I've done and you know it's been my biggest part on anything and it was really special man um for you know three weeks I was on set every day and I felt like a real working professional actor and you know and it was I I learned more with that than I did everything and the the toughest thing that when I got on set that I hadn't really thought of for for some reason everything else was was simple but when I got there there were a few scenes that had a lot of uh blocking Mm. and you know I I don't have a theater background or I I wasn't used to that to get thrown in the room and just be like okay like you know the director tells you to come over here and you know whatever turn this on play this and on this line right here and that took me that took me a second to get comfortable with. And that was, you know, there was a lot of things I learned, but that one really stuck out for me. I don't know why I, I didn't think of it, but um, I don't know. It just snuck up on me on my preparation. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you know, um, TV and film can feel like very different worlds depending on the shows you've worked on. But you know, with, with film, it's, it's a much longer story. They don't have to tell their story in less than an hour. And the scenes aren't quick, like with Law and Order, I'm sure you remember from your time there, the scenes can, some of the scenes can be very quick. They're going to interrogate or to question one person and then done, done, next location. It's, it's different. You know, it's very, very different experiences going from one to the other. Um, but was it, there anything else that you sort of felt different going from, from one to the other like that? I felt I had, no, well, in this one in particular, the director, uh knew Miranda Bailey she knew what she wanted and you know I was very I I gave that to her 
and was the character in every way. There are some, you know, uh, quirks of mine and specific things that I uh, really like wanted to do and got to do with, you know, just, just simple things, but it was really a great movie for me to learn and play with. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, was a really great base for me to have. Um, I, <laughs> you have to know a lot about people for, for some reason, you know, it's a job and everyone's there to, to work. And I, think I had hopes of really wanting to like oh man like this is cool like the first film is to really like you know bond with everyone and talk and like be friends and really like you know sit down and and talk about the the project and and you know what but there is none of that you know you just get on and you know prepare get on set and do your scene and you know talk to someone casually but there was nothing like a I don't know. It was just my first film and I didn't really know what to expect. Mm. And I think I just had set a really high bar of like, man, this is about to be uh, a revelation and like, gr like breaking and I'm about to have all these like new friends and everything. And then it was, wasn't really like that, which is fine. I just, I just didn't know. I had no, no comparison of what to expect, mm. you know? Yeah, because like you said, you know, it's like we hear, I guess, with especially with uh, younger actors, you hear of all these experiences of of working in these sort of ensemble type shows. Um, like, oh, we all got so close, and you know, but then it's like, yeah, it yeah, that's on, what I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's all we hear. So, so, so like, <laughs> I had, yeah, I had that in my head. I'm like, man, what? Yeah, but, but I'm also, gonna make some best friends on this. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Uh, it was pointed out to me that that's why it was cast so well because it's the other brother on or you know my like half brother that i don't know uh -huh. on the other side of the family and he's exact opposite from me uh logan Miller. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah so you know we're comparatively like when we when we talk we're not we don't have many um similarities uh -huh. so that carried over to the film but also in real life yeah like what are we supposed to talk about? Right. You know? So it's, that's what it's supposed to be. So it was yeah. great casting. So that was reminded to me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. that's what it is supposed to be. Yeah. That dynamic is set. It's, it's always different, or I guess would be a very awkward if you didn't get along at all with the actor that plays your best friend, but it's almost, that's exactly. almost never, you know, or like one's love interest. You have great chemistry with people, but yeah, that's funny that it's like perfect casting was reflected into into reality yeah. you know like we're i'm this big guy that like or you know not big guy but i like working out i like football and he likes uh guitar yeah. and you know no sports yeah and so just you know whatever personalities i have to bring that out he has whatever he has to bring that out and we just didn't uh mesh in particular so it was really funny to experience that in real life you know so uh, we're coming to the end of our time. Unfortunately, I don't want to keep it for too long, but we always finish with a rapid fire round of questions. So we're going to put uh, 90 seconds on the clock and see how many answers uh, you can, how many questions you can answer. All right. All right. So starting, Probably not many. <laughs> starting with coffee or tea? Tea. Uh, TV or film? Film. Drama or comedy? Drama. Hero or villain? Ooh, anti-hero. Uh, who is your dream co-star? 
Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. I can answer that one. Uh, worst side job that you've had. <laughs> uh, being a early morning captain at brunch or at breakfast. So I have to get like, leave my house at 5. AM, get there Jesus. at seven set up. Yeah. That's, uh, what is your most recent binge watch? I just finished. I just finished Ratchet. Great, terrific. Uh, favorite movie of all time? Oh, <laughs> yo! When I when I if you asked me this like ten years ago, I would say Holes. Now I might say oh, Interstellar. That's a cool movie. Uh, if you weren't an actor, what would you be doing for a living? I have my per, uh, my personal training certification, so either that or I'd be working with solar power as my biosystems engineering major. Uh, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite accent to do, and can we hear it? Accent? Oh my God, my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time for my accents because I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> Ireland, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I can't. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, so we're out of time. So final question, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Just do it or just try it, you know? You don't know unless you try it. So try it and if you don't like it, that's fine, but you know, you don't want to get old and look back and say, what if, you know, what if I did this, but at least try it because even if you fail, then at least you tried and you have that. Can I tell everyone something real quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. Go ahead. Please watch Dark Side of the Ring, season two, episode four. It's called The Brawl for All. It's free on Hulu. And that is the documentary that they did on my dad recently. And it's just so really, really cool. And you don't have to like wrestling to really like this story. This story uh -huh. is so good. Yeah. You, you'll like it as actors or as just anyone that wants a good story. Dark Side of the Ring on Hulu. Season yeah. two, episode mm -hmm. four. Got it. Season two, episode four. And that is it for this week's episode of Actors with Issues with special guest Gage Bannister, who you can follow on Instagram at Gage Bannister and follow us at Actors with Issues. A big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast 100% free. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Yala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you guys next week.